The views and opinions expressed during Eye in the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. Your dial is currently tuned to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Triangle listeners. I'm Ellie Figgy with your special report today. Many NCSU students and community members are aware that there has been PCB contamination found in Poe Hall, and today I am sitting down with Provost Arden to learn more about it and to find out how NCSU's staff is currently working to address the issue. I am here with the Provost. It is a privilege to have you. Thank you, Ellie. Um, And I have some questions about what's going on at Poe Hall. Can you start by giving us the diagnosis? What is the contaminant found in the building? Sure. So... Early in November, uh, we were informed that some preliminary tests uh, showed a PCB, uh, polychlorinated biphenyl, uh, by the name of Aracor 1262. There are over 200 different PCBs. So our preliminary tests showed a presence of this uh, PCB uh, in certain areas of the building. And then as we got confirmation of those during that first week, uh, we made the decision pretty quickly, actually the very next week, to uh, empty the building for the safety and the welfare of the inhabitants of the building while we did a more thorough assessment of the building. And so that's the phase that we're in now, uh, is a more detailed, thorough assessment of the building by experts who have hired to come in to have a lot of experience in environmental contamination in buildings, uh, uh, a company called Geosyntec who works all around the world. And right now they are in the phase of doing extensive environmental tests throughout the building. Uh, last week we received the results of the first phase of that testing. And just to explain, uh, the way they are doing the testing is First of all, to turn off the HVAC system, because we believe or we think the contaminant has something to do with the HVAC system, and to do an analysis of the static condition of the building. And what the analysis shows is all they did from memory 14 air sample tests and 67 surface tests. And what the analysis shows is several things of importance. Number one, they did in some of the samples detect uh, a PCB, and it is Araclaw uh, 1262, as we thought. Number two, the test showed there are no other PCBs, and so we haven't found anything other than that specific PCB. And interestingly enough, uh, with the HVAC system off and the static phase of the building, uh, the number of samples that were positive it's actually very low. All of the air samples were negative. Two-thirds of the surface samples were negative. One-third of the samples showed very, very low levels be- below the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, recommended limits. And only one sample that was taken from a windowsill in an office showed 
a level of that particular PCB above EPA limits. So we've got a lot of information from that first round of testing. The next round of testing will be to turn the HVAC system back on, let the building equilibrate, and then rerun all of our air and surface samples. We're also going to be taking samples specifically from the HVAC ductwork to see if uh, we can get more definition around where this particular agent is coming from. How did they find out that there was a problem to begin with? Is this regular testing that they do? No, it's not regular testing. Our uh, Division of Environmental Safety uh, and Public Health, uh, Public Safety, I'm sorry, Environmental Health and Public Safety, uh, responds when there are either major renovations going on in a building or faculty concerns. Uh, Pohol had a history of both. Some faculty concerns around air quality in the building, but prior tests that had been done by environmental health and public safety had not revealed any significant uh, issues. And those are mostly associated with asbestos and mold and those kind of things. And with association with the renovation work that was going on in the building, their testing also didn't show any issues. Uh, somewhere in late October, it was recommended that we might look for some PCBs as well. And they did those tests in late October. As I say, we got those results in very early November. Um, and then we acted really quickly as soon as those results were confirmed. It seems as though PCBs are generally associated with building materials. Is that right? That is correct. Um, are there any other buildings that are maybe built around the same time as Bow Hall that are up for concern? Yes and no. <laughs> there are other buildings built. Uh, and the period of concern is 1950 through about 1979 okay. is where those materials were used. And they are often used in adhesives and... Uh, sealant materials. Uh, the reality is, I say yes, because we have probably about 100 buildings on campus that were built during that period. Uh, the same concerns have not been raised. And we think that a big part of the issue is Pohol has a very unique construction. So it's not simply when it was built, it's how it was built. So in Pohol, the way it was built is the HVAC system is actually built into the structure of the building. So it's very difficult to access or exchange out. Um, in nearly every other building, uh, we've already exchanged the HVAC systems. Um, and that, we believe, is a, a potentially an important factor. You know, I also note that there are probably thousands of buildings built during that period across the UNC system, across government buildings, across the state as a whole. So PCBs, unfortunately, are pretty common. You more commonly hear of contamination associated with soil issues and groundwater issues. Um, actually, having contamination associated with a HVAC system is quite unusual. So we think this is most likely a specific po-hole issue, uh, but either way we need to figure out what's going on with Pohol first and then go from there.
education classes are being housed in new places as of now. Is that right? Um, The education school is unique because it requires certain resources for student teachers that other colleges maybe don't necessarily need. Are there resources that the School of Education had in Pohal that they are no longer having access to, or are they able to get those same resources in other locations? So when we made the decision to close Pohal or remove people, which was November 30th, we made the decision. We announced it uh, publicly a couple of days later, and then it was fully implemented the following week. Um, There was a lot that we needed to do to be able to continue the important work that was going on in Pohal. So we needed to shift student services. We needed to relocate the faculty. We needed to relocate the classrooms for the spring. Um, And so this was an enormous amount of work. So the student services uh, have been relocated to Hill Library. And so the library system with Greg Rashke worked very closely with us. They were really phenomenal, have made rooms on the second and third floor of Hill Library. And so education, student, student services are currently located in Hill Library. We've located faculty offices in the CTI building on Centennial Campus. We were fortunate that a tenant in that building had recently moved off campus and we were able to do a sublease. That was still a lot of work to get done very quickly. And then perhaps the heaviest lift of all was relocating uh, 240 sections uh, involving over 4,000 students that were going to be delivered in that building over the spring. And we got all of that done over the uh, Christmas New Year break, ready for the spring semester. Wow, that is uh, seems awfully fast, but it's a, it's good that, that they're moved. And um, I'm glad to know that even though they're separated, they're still able to access the resources they need. They still are able to access the resources. Now, I'm sure there are, uh, we also had to move some research labs because the education uh, college, of course, is not the only folks in that were in there. It was also home to the psychology department, which is the largest department in the College of Humanities and Social Sciences as well. So those faculty also had to be relocated, uh, those classes relocated, and their research labs relocated as well. I have one last question for you, and I know that you may not have a definitive answer at the moment, but is it likely that the school will come back to Poe Hall at all? Well, we, we certainly hope so. That's our aim. But there's a lot that we have to do between now and getting that answer. So we have two focuses at the moment. One is to complete the testing of the building, the environmental testing of the building. As I mentioned, we're about to go soon in the next few weeks into the second phase of that testing with the HVAC system reactivated. That will take several months to get those answers. We're also looking at material directly from the ductwork as part of that second phase of the assessment. And then the other part of it is now that we have results from the first phase and we know we are dealing with Araclaw 1262, we know we're not dealing with any other PCBs, um, we want to uh, begin a, a health assessment of inhabitants of the building. 
Um, and with that, we're working with NIOSH, the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health, which is really, um, people get a little confused. That's not a regulatory agency. It is a research arm within CDC that helps us work on these specific kinds of problems. So we're working with NIOSH and with the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. The building, per se, in terms of its evaluation, really is under the auspices of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. So there are a lot of state and federal agencies to work with. We're very uh, pleased to have their partnership. They're being very supportive and cooperative. Unfortunately, all of these testing and evaluation takes time. I expect the second phase of the building environmental tests will take three months from now, perhaps. Um, the health assessment could take many more months. Um, and I know that, like me, uh, folks are impatient for answers. People would like to know the answers both on the environmental side, on the health side. It's going to take a while to get all of that put together. We're working as quickly and as transparently as we can. And I know sometimes folks get frustrated with not having all the answers that they want today or tomorrow. Uh, but we all have to be uh, a, a little bit patient as we work through this. The final part of it from a building perspective is remediation. What do we do? It's not going to be, if this was any other building and you found that the problem was the ductwork of the HVAC system, for example, you would pull out the ductwork of the HVAC system. You'd probably pull out the original generators as well and just replace it all. And that's what's been done in a lot of buildings. In Pope Hall, that's going to be very, very difficult because it's built into the structure of the building. So we will be looking at all remediation options so that we can assure folks that there is not the emanation of PCBs or this particular PCB from the HVAC system. So to go through all of that takes a, a, a long time. And at the moment, sort of we're in step one uh, of this. Um, and it would really surprise me, to be honest with you, if we were able to complete the environmental study, complete the health study, um, really understand the remediation that needs to be, be done and complete that remediation this year. That, right. would, that would really surprise me. I think we're looking into next year. Um, and then what I would hope is that, you know, we're ready to move back into Poe Hall. That's, that's the eventual aim. Well, thank you, Provost. It was great uh, having you on. I'm so glad that you filled us in on what's going on at Poe Hall. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you, Ellie. You know, I, I really appreciate that um, this is difficult for folks. And the Chancellor and I and Vice Chancellor Mamoni knew when we made the decision to close down Poe Hall, shift 450 people out, classes for four, over 4,000 students, that this was going to be bumpy, this was going to be difficult, and it was going to be frustrating for folks. Nobody likes to be disrupted like that for a pure extended period of time. But we're working our way through it. We're determined to be diligent and precise about this so that eventually folks have confidence in returning to the building and Poe Hall can return to its original function.
That's great. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope that you guys got some insight listening to the provost tell us more about what's going on at Poe Hall. And this has been Ellie Figgy with Eye on the Triangle. This has been Eye on the Triangle. I'm Erie Mitchell, your guest host right now. Thank you so much for listening to this. You can listen to back episodes of Eye on the Triangle at wknc.org slash podcast under Eye on the Triangle or just any of the other podcasts we have on WKNC. Thank you so much.